Previously on, this is how we roll. Oh, these are uh, these are some sausages. Dresden is gonna stomp on the steps, going up extra loud. Piper is the last person to wake up. She takes that with her and heads up to the deck. You are able to pinpoint the direction of Green Hall fairly easily. This is why you need to not tell Flint and this, and we go find Felocio. Yeah, all right, fair enough. He was being a real arsehole last night, so I'm not gonna. Thank you. Go out of my way for him. Well, okay, you you were being a bit of an asshole yourself. Uh, you see Ali Doiswin uh, climb out of his, and he just like walks up to this ship and just like puts a hand on it, and he looks amazed. She asks him to fetch the map beacons. He pulls them out of like a roll top desk. They're in a little uh, pewter box, and he pulls out the continental map, and it's just stuck now, hovering on the. It's hovering like horizontally, standing on the front of this cabinet. Well, Nim, what does that mean? And he sits the book down on top of the table and you can all see the title and it says a study of the planes of existence by laszlo angel Who wants to tell everybody what happened last time? Oh, it's pretty easy. Flint was being a bitch. Last time we played. Yeah. Sorry, I'm testing out levels. Flint was being a big bitch. That's it. That's what happened. Wow. (laughs) That's one person's interpretation. (laughs) (laughs) That that is certainly a way to remember that episode. Flint was so upset by how to shit everything has turned that he... Uh, basically said, you know what? I'm out. This is over my head. We've been really flying our kites so close to the sun, and they finally got burnt. And because Felocio's the real Icarus's kite situation. Yeah, yeah. I- Icarus flew a kite or something with a key attached to it. <laughs> yeah, Benjamin Icarus, <laughs> aka the inventor. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus. Um. Um, we went back to Green Hall instead of the Horn. Uh, Flint got very drunk and slept through it all. Um, and went to Green Hall because Mace Corps had trackers of some kind, uh, but they had to be activated and they had them at Green Hall. And uh, we found Felicia's tracker was like on a book. Um, oh, what was the book called? Planar, planar travel or something. Of mice and men. Of <laughs> mice and men. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, planar by um, Angel Laszlo. A study of the planes of existence by Laszlo Angel. Yes, that's it. Um, and, yeah, that's it. Cool. All right. Oh, you forgot the part well, where we, um, we had breakfast. Sausages. And we investigated the pantry. Well, I had breakfast. Oh, yeah. Sausages. Yum. Flint didn't have any. He was feeling he was vindictive. And hungover. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and as I recall, the last thing that happened was Felocial's 
map token had flown off of the table and across to the book cabinet and inside they found that it was sticking to this book the study of or a study of the planes of existence by laszlo angel who is a person that you all have heard of very much so uh we sure have call college boy we pretty much just ended with that book coming out with the marker on it right yeah 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 i think so all right let's open the scene there what's everybody do mace course says did you just say laszlo angel I can't remember. Did I say Laszlo Angel? Or did... Uh, did I read it out loud? I can't remember. I I can't remember either. What... Uh, t- I mean, what is... What's the book? What What is it? What does it's, that mean? This book is called A Study of the Planes of Existence by Laszlo Angel. And he, like, blows dust off the cover and sort of wipes it off. And he brings it carefully over to the table... Um, almost as if he thinks this marker is just going to like tip off at any moment. Um, and he sits the book on the table with the marker standing up on its cover. Uh, well, these, these markers, they, they can't be wrong. Can they, they're not inaccurate, right? We have never known them to be inaccurate before. I trust their magic. I believe that Felosio has passed beyond this world. If this tracker has anything to say about it well yeah uh i feel like i've been saying that this whole uh flying ship ride here which wasn't supposed to come to here but we'll address that in a minute uh yeah we saw her die does the marker mean that she's dead or that she's on a different plane of existence wait why don't we check in the book there, gang? Could she be in the book? Like, could she have been shrunk down? Is she in that book? I don't think hey, but so. I know that this has been a pretty wild week for you, I I know. I, I don't think so. Oh, alright. Well, I'm just going to sit over here and I'll keep my thoughts to myself. No, Piper, it was a great thought. You know, we're familiar with Laszlo, so you had a great thought. Don't don't be ashamed. I suspect that the marker is acting as it does on a map. There, If I remember correctly, there are diagrams of the various planes in this book, and perhaps we can get more insight if we can find a diagram and place the marker upon it and find out just where Felosiel is. Q montage. What's that song? Oh, the Highway to the Danger Zone. So I think. Uh, <laughs> so I think Nim opens the book and uh, he he hands the uh, map token to you, Mace Core, because you're sort of like standing next to him. Um, and he says. Hold on to this. Let me see if I can find a map in this book. And he scrolls through it. Uh, You see as he flips through, it's got um, some of the same strange scripted writing that you saw on the mirror in Call College. And uh, you you recognize some of the symbology. You see different diagrams and writings. and, um, And then he comes to a page that has 
a series of uh, sort of like petri dish shaped circles that are drawn on it that are sort of stacked one on top of the other and they each have like an old school numerical label um, and there's a little table of contents on the next page that explains what each one is um, but it appears to be some sort of map that Laszlo Angel created to demonstrate how the different planes of existence coexist or possibly his his guesses at their geospatial alignment um, you know some some way to chart the connections between them very like um, God what's the the pathway on uh, Asgard in the Marvel movies. Oh, the, the Bifrost? The Rainbow Road? The Bifrost? Oh, the Bifrost? Yeah, yeah. The, bi- the, the Bifrost. Bifrost. Yeah, it's sort of... So this diagram has, like, a couple of places where these these circles are, like, linked by different shapes and pathways and things like that. Um, and then they've got their labels. So um, Nim puts the book down on that page flat on the table and flattens it out and says, I think this is probably the best diagram we will have to use with a map token, so maybe this is what it's being attracted to. Macecore, would you please place the token on the page? I place it on the page. And when you do, the marker moves to one of the concentric circles that is near the bottom of the page, um, and it is numbered number 12. Um out of like 14 and it stands straight up on the center of that circle look it's standing up does that mean that she's in this circle i i would have to assume so yes what's it say guys it seems that she might be alive in circle 12 i mean what are the chances that somebody's alive in that place what is Circle 12? Do we know? And um, Nim is scrolling through the list on the other page. And, and uh, he finds on the list, he finds 12. And he looks up. He looks, his eyes look um, sort of, actually, yeah, you're all on the table. Um, and this is not a mystery, but his eyes sort of betray that it's probably not great news. And he says... It looks like she's landed in the astral plane. I mean, that doesn't sound good. Well, I'm not a particularly religious person myself, but scholars most often associate the astral plane with the afterlife. You know, I feel like I could have saved all of us a really useless trip here, and I'd be on my way by... Just, I mean, what this this is just telling us what we already knew. So, are you saying she's dead, Nim? Or no, he's saying he's saying she's in another neighborhood, Mazecore. Yes, she's. Look, this is like pretty spelled out now. But if she was dead, why would her light indicator still be active? I don't know. What is a light indicator? The, the token. Oh, well, I, I haven't ever used it on someone who passed before, so I'm not sure what to expect. Well, I don't know that we can necessarily rule out Felosial 
being alive, but is there any way that we can reach her there? I don't know of any way to pass beyond this plane ourselves. Certainly no safe passage to the astral plane. I don't wish to pass through to that plane until my job here is done. Drez, why don't you ask your old bo- your old buddy Matarua? She's on a different plane collecting dead people. Well, we there. Uh, Dresden? Oh, did, is that where we were before? I thought that was the dark plane. Nightshade. 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 Oh, is that a different plane? I thought, yeah, I thought there's so. levels to I it, like so. an onion. <laughs> like an ogre. Yeah, like, yeah, level, layers, like an ogre. <laughs> so what exactly happened when Felociol di- Well, I don't want to say she died, but when what happened to Felociol exactly? Have you recounted that for me yet? No, Nim, we haven't. We recounted it earlier to each other. I, I mean, I, she turned into... Look, we got attacked by a lich. She f- turned into a bird, flew into a hole wasn't there. Then the hole, which was inside of a turtle, sank into the ocean. Well, that doesn't sound very good. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm not a good swimmer. I wouldn't have made it. But I gotta admit, if I had fins and gills, I probably still wouldn't have made it, Nim. I mean, we were, we were battling, battling a lich, which is uh, very, very... He was not a good poison. That's... That... Is like how did you survive? I don't understand. Oh, it was easy after we killed the T Rex. I no, I'm joking, I Nim. Have, I'm I joking. Have so Nim. many. Oh, no. this is sorry. This is Lanira speaking. Oh, Flint. sorry. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you sound yeah, a little raspy, Lanira. No, I know. <laughs> I I. My voice is a little shot from soccer practice, but I when I when I go for like old man voice, I'll try to be very distinctive about it. <laughs> yeah, very old. I just don't. Yeah. Um, but Lanira seems shocked that you all survived an encounter with a lich. Um, and she asks you to sort of recount the entire situation, which I assume you do. Yeah, yeah. pretty snarkily. Yes. I think Flint's getting fed up with this. Uh, and I think that throughout this description, um. Piper is sort of cutting you off, Flint, when you really get down a rabbit hole of negativity each time and just trying to, like, bring it back to the facts. And you, But the group of you tell your tale about the island. You, you describe everything that happened. And when you finish your tale, Lanira says, Did you destroy the Lich's phylactery? I, the, the I'm seeing some confused you, could, faces. What is a phylacterate? Uh, well, it's a phylactery, and any time that a magic user chooses to pursue this pathway to immortality, first of all, most of the time when one would try this, it would destroy any mortal being, and they would not be able to control the magic, and they would not survive the process. But a very powerful magic wielder might be able to do it, and that's where a lich comes from. I had only heard rumors of liches on this realm in the past, but it sounds from your description like that is indeed what you saw. But when they tie themselves to this realm and create this immortal existence for themselves, they always have a vessel that contains some fragment of their being. 
some essence of their soul or what what have you and if that item is not destroyed then the lich will come back to life like uh a horcrux you guys heard that term before no oh yes i think although i think the term phylactery probably came first but yes that that is the layman's term a horcrux you know now that i'm thinking about it I didn't Philosil go off and and try uh, try to find something. I don't remember her directly interacting with the Lich. Maybe that's what she was searching for. Um, I I know I haven't added much to the conversation, but I did hear her talking to the. Uh, it sounded like she was talking to a gnome at one point in there. Way, way far away from us, and, you know, I, I have good hearing, so I did hear that. Huh. I, can a gnome be a phylactomus? Uh, phylactery, no, I don't think so. Well. It, it would have to be an inanimate object, you know, uh, some sort of vessel, a vase, or uh, a suit of armor, possibly even a weapon of some sort. Interesting. Guys, do you think it was the sword that she was she was into? That we were trying I, to get. I, I mean, you're the one that looked down in the hole. I, I mean, uh, did you see a sword down there? I didn't see anything down there. Yeah. Uh, well. 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 How would we? It doesn't. It doesn't sound like the lich would be coming to to the mainland if the if it was gone and the the island disappeared. You said it was a giant turtle, which is. Also fascinating, that's one of the rumored beasts of legend, but I had never seen a, a true tortoise of, of Gaia before. I thought they were extinct, but that's... I, I keep getting distracted. Well, if, if the phylactery is not destroyed, it doesn't necessarily matter where Philosiel goes. If that lich follows her, given that she appears to have remained in its lair, then she may be in grave danger, but again, beyond our reach. I hate to be negative about it, but I think... I do think that we best turn our sight to the things that are within our reach and are within our control. Philosiel's gone. Perhaps she's not gone entirely, but as I said, she seems to be beyond our reach. And what we do know is that the armies of darkness are amassing in the north, at a great fortress that Biriel has erected on a chain of volcanic islands. Oh, okay, been... good. So while we were gone, the bad guys got better, and we lost one of the the people that can use one of the weapons that we needed. Now we've got three people and three weapons, and did anyone figure out how we were supposed... Hey, di hey, did anybody figure out how to use the weapons? This is getting... Pretty aggravating for Flint now. He's getting pretty sarcastic. Well, you know how to use the weapon you got, Flint. The big hammer. Yeah, okay. It's a hammer. You bash things with a hammer. I get that. Is this like, what do I do? Go up to Burial, Zargon, Zarblor, and bonk him on the head? I mean, I, ideally, like a yes. a pretty good start to me. Ideally, yes. Okay. No. Yeah, look, I gotta be honest. You guys have me for just a few more minutes, because... This isn't, I I thought I was on board with this. This is a suicide mission. 
with there was a prophecy. We were supposed to do this. It's shot. We don't have it anymore. Like this is this is this is so pointless. Uh, Lanira, is it is it as pointless as Flint thinks? If we can't get the sword, Lanira sits in quiet thought for just a moment, and she says, "Let me answer your question indirectly." and tell you about the pool of knowledge. Have you wondered how the pool can show you things from the past? Or why the pool shows you things from the past? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, well, yes. Even, even though yes. clearly you all haven't thought about this, you all... Uh, so... Uh, Frankly, it's a little bit alarming that you just sort of dove into everything, pun intended, and you just took everything at its word. But I'll let me explain. The pool of knowledge derives its knowledge from the memories of nature. It's connected to this planet. It's connected to this world through all the forces of nature. And you may have noticed, or maybe you didn't, because it doesn't sound like you're particularly perceptive, that hey, every memory I, or I flashback... personalities, like a couple weeks ago. Yes, yes, we all remember. Anyways, every memory or flashback or even a premonition that you've seen in the pool always comes from the perspective of the animals or plants or other creatures that were there. I don't think that the pool of knowledge can lie to you. And I also think that because it is connected to nature and to the gods that support nature and give the druids their power, that the pool seeks to preserve this world at any cost and preserve the living. And Zargon, Biriel, whatever you want to call him, is the antithesis of what that stands for. So if the pool says that the three of you, or four with Philosiel, were meant to wield these weapons in the final battle against evil, then you better believe that that is true. The gods of nature are watching over this world, and I believe that they want to stop Zargon in his tracks, because he has thrown off the balance between the planes and the realm of the gods, and he is responsible for wanton death, which is not part of the natural order. So, do I think it's pointless, Flint? No, I don't think it's pointless. I think that while we draw breath, there is something that we can do to try and stop this evil from spreading. And I will do my part, and each of us must decide if we will do ours. Lanira, thank you for the the inspiring speech. You know, we're at a, a low point here, so we appreciate it. You know, talking about, you know, you said he's on a chain of volcanic islands, and, I mean, is there a, a, an alliance between the, the nations? Like, what... We we've been we've been trying to do a part getting the the weapons and we've been meeting a lot of people along the way. But uh, is there any you know is there an army that we can help assemble? Well, that is perhaps the next point that we should discuss. We have amassed some forces here. With large thanks to you, we have now several powerful magic wielders who have come to us from Call College, which was lost for centuries. And you somehow freed them from that. And we also have many of the free folk from the land. We have fighters from the north. We have 
guards from all of the large principalities across the land. We have even peasants who have come here and are learning how to fight. We're a bit ragtag at the moment, with a few all-stars spread throughout our troops. It's not much, but it's certainly more than nothing. Lanira, what are the odds that we succeed if we don't have Flosio? Uh, she again goes quiet and looks at Nim. And Nim sort of shrugs a little bit and looks back at her and he says, Well, she was part of the foretold ending of this story, but perhaps sometimes trying to pursue the fate that we've been shown takes us on a circuitous path and we will reach it. But who knows? Maybe she has a role yet to play. Maybe she doesn't. Uh, I'm not a mathematician, though. I don't, I don't know what the odds are. That's, that's, all, that's all the assurance that I need. I, I want everyone here to know that I am willing to do my part whether Philosophia is with us or not. And I am willing to train and bring on more magic dwellers if, if, I, if, if need be. Whatever the plan is, I am in. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good, that's good, that's good. So, uh, hey, are those weapons over there in the pond of knowing? Yes. All right. Uh, is there anything else here? Is there like a plan? I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go get my hammer. Oh, Flint, it's not your hammer. Well, whose hammer? I mean, whose hammer is it? It belonged to your ancestor to fight for the living. If you're not going to fight, you can't, you can't right, just right, take right, it. Right, 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 right. Well, I can take it, and then, I don't know. I mean, shoot. Imagine what Homeboy the Inventor is going to give to me for a god hammer when he just a little bit of lich dust gave him, like, you know, it's going to take me all around this continent. Flint, Flint you're, you're not, I'm not, you're not leaving here. You're not taking the hammer. the hammer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys are going to use the the prophecy hammer that I'm supposed to wield. Uh, we're not going to, we'll find, we'll find another kin of yours to do it, but you're not taking the hammer. Hey, you're not taking have the we hammer. had a, uh, have we had a long rest? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this is a civil war? Are we about the battle? And Flint <laughs> and Flint claps his hands together. Nice. <laughs> and he's now invisible. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch! Where did he go? Andy has the orb of silence out. <laughs> oh my god! There's uh, all right. So are you trying to dangerous. sneak out of there? Oh yeah, I'm trying to get out of here. All right, make a stealth check for me. Uh, that's a nat twenty, oh Dean. Oh Jesus! My God. <laughs> uh, oh for my a grand God. total of thirty-three <laughs> plus oh ten for the All right. <laughs> um, tell me exactly yeah, what you wanted to try to do. Oh, uh, if there is like a whatever the most direct path is, like I just want to like if there's like an open window or anything. I mean, I'm talking about just like. Walking on air, crouching tiger, hidden dragon style, where they're like running across the lake with their yeah. feet, like just waving through the mm-hmm. air. I'm talking about like a ghost wouldn't hear me. Okay. Yeah. Just like and... go out a window or a door towards the lake or the pool of knowledge. Yeah. So you, yeah, you just vanish. Um, 
Yeah, and even, honestly, even with the critical success on a perception check for anybody in the room, they're not going to see you unless they have a plus 14 on perception, which I don't think anyone does. Um, am I right about that, Mazecor and Dresden, I assume? What about Piper uh, with her good hearing? Yeah, could Piper... No, not even her. I mean, I have survival... I have a percep... I have a survival instinct or stealth... Do you have a plus 14, though, on anything? I do not have a plus 14. <laughs> okay, then, yeah, you're not going to get him. So, um, so, yeah, Flint just vanishes. And I think um, both Dresden and Macecore, you are ready to... You sort of jump up out of your seats when that happened. And you are both grabbing onto, like, a weapon or whatever you... However you would react. Lanira holds a hand up, though. And she says, no... You two, relax, please. Let's bring back some order to this council, please. Lanera, there's a very good do not. There's a very good chance he's heading right for the pool of knowledge to take the, the hand. Yes, I. Yes, I. I'm not worried. Do you remember what happened each time that you have entered the pool of knowledge to this point? Oh, I. I remember. I don't know what I did in it, but I. It took us in, and we had a. Yes, I. Unless unless fate has decided that Flint is meant to have that hammer right at this moment, he will not be able to retrieve it. It will come to him in the moment when he needs it, and I think that he will still come around. I have seen that there would be a moment like this, though I must admit I do feel a bit shaken by his turn and his attitude. But we must each handle loss in our own way. I, I know because I've already paid dearly in this in this fight. So, for the two of you, let me continue and let me tell you what intel we have gathered. And then perhaps the two of you can at least help us brainstorm ways that you may be able to support our efforts. As we all wait with bated breath to find out what the fates portend for this entire situation. So, Biriel is gathering his forces. We suspect he is waiting for the first new moon of winter to launch his attack on the remaining free people of this world and to sweep over Greenhall itself. His dark minions, many of them, uh, they, they will fail, fare better in the darkness, and the longer the nights, the faster they can travel. Uh, among them, we believe he has werewolves, zombies, possibly undead Creatures as large as dragons. Possibly vampiric folk. Any any evils that dwelled in this land have gathered to him, like cockroaches coming underneath the refrigerator or something like that. <laughs> Our scouts brought us this information. Some have paid dearly to bring us this intel. The winter new moon is approaching in 30 days. So there's your ticking clock. The only weakness that we have identified in his strategy is Buriel's pride. He doesn't seem to expect us to put up any kind of fight or, certainly, to bring the fight to him. If we can entrap his armies and block their exit from his islands, then they may yet be held at bay. Would it be beneficial for us to bring the fight to him? That is the plan. As I have laid out, we are going to try to muster what strength we can and march on his gates in 25 days' time. 
That will give us just enough time to reach his islands, which are connected by a series of stone bridges that he has created out of some sort of elemental magic. And if we can block the gates and not allow them to exit onto the mainland, we can perhaps hold them off. We may even be able to fight them with better odds when they're stuck in that channel to exit these islands. Biriel has this strange pride, this this draw toward the power of the volcanoes, but what he may have not done is calculated the fact that he now has his armies sitting on top of a possible cauldron that we can then push them back into. Use the narrow channels to make their numbers less... Uh... Less benefit important, yes, correct. Less mm-hmm. It's a good plan. He, if he has flying creatures, we have some of our own. Our druids can transform into flying creatures. We just have to, we have to have more strength on the ground. Otherwise, they will break our ranks quickly. Uh, you may, you may notice as you walk around the grove, there are concerted efforts being put in by many of the locals, but. As I said before, few of them are actually fighters. This is not this is not really their fight. So, the question is, what can you do to help these efforts? I know you've traveled far, you have met many people, you've traveled to many cities. We could use your help with anything that you can do and Fate has foretold that you will be great leaders in this final battle. If there is anything that you can do to strengthen yourself or strengthen our armies in the meantime, it could prove crucial. Uh, This sounds like a very smart plan. I also wonder if we could activate the volcano somehow and that could catch Birio by surprise. So um, a question for you is, if we do get allies in this fight, should they all meet here, or should they meet at the the bridges that, as you discussed? That's an excellent question. Uh, also, I think we met someone who, uh, before Burial became evil, uh, he she knew of him. Uh, I'm wondering if that could be a way to throw him off balance. What would be, yeah, help me with a, like, I need a cool name for, like, some kind of landmark in the far north. Turd Rock. (laughs) Vulcan, Vulcan's Peak. Ooh, Ooh, Vulcan's Peak. Ooh, that's badass. That's like, that's like the, uh, that's like the pointy part on Spock's hair. (laughs) 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 That's awesome. Um, yeah, okay, so Lanira uh, takes a moment, Mace Core, and then responds to your questions and says, your concept of elemental magic and drawing upon the forces of the volcano, that's not a terrible idea. And with these folks from Call College, perhaps some of them might have knowledge of that sort of magic. I will certainly look into that. And as far as a mustering point, you can tell any allies that you reach to meet at Vulcan's Point, at the, at the waning crescent, which is in 25 days' time. Vulcan's Point. Everyone oh, yeah. should know Vulcan's Point, as you. I'm sure you've all hold the the heard the fairy tales as children about uh, the baker of Vulcan's Point and the you know all of those those wives' tales that folks tell their children. No one knew the the baker of Vulcan's Point. That was the whole point, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. He was an allegory for capitalism. Right. <laughs> 
that's funny. <laughs> oh. Uh, so is that a place reachable by sea? Can uh, it sure it sure is. Um, so actually, yeah. So just to give a description to our listeners of where Vulcan's Point is, uh, it is going to be west northwest of Greenhall on the northern point of the the bulk of the mainland of Finradel, and it is at a, a convalescence of waters. It's right. It's just south of uh, Sky Harbor which is the water that sort of cuts inland toward Termic and Gold Hill City. And it's southwest of Dead Man's Cove, which is a very northern sea that kind of surrounds uh, the northwest tip of Finradel and this volcanic island chain. Um, and it's also just northeast of the West Waters, which is a channel, a fairly wide channel that runs just west of Waterdeep. And yeah, and the convalescence of those three actually creates some pretty choppy conditions just north of Vulcan's Point. Um, but that is where they're going to muster and prepare for their attack across the water. But it's on the mainland. It is on the mainland, yeah. So Lanira kind of turns back to you and, and she's looking at Piper as well. And, and she just says, again, if there's anything that you believe could aid in this fight whether it's your own personal power or connecting with allies or gathering mustering troops i don't know what you have encountered in the last few months but perhaps there's some strings that you can pull and tell them to gather at vulcan's point or have yourself there by the 25th day and if there's anything that i can do here to help you with your your pursuits please let me know I I know of a wizard who is at Call College who was very good with animals. I will, I will seek him out and and see if if I can get him and his animals to join the fight. Oh, you perhaps uh, uh let me Oh, what is his name? Nim, what is the his name? Are you talking about the the little little yes. guy? Yes. Is he already here? I thought he was still at Call College. Oh yes, uh, Jorma. Yes. yes, he's he's certainly been using up some of our ceremonial weed. <laughs> that that does sound like him, if I'm being honest. Was he good with animals? Yeah. I thought all the animals were dead. Oh, I thought he, he just thought he, he didn't was... know where those rats came from. <laughs> I thought uh, he was an animal handler. No. Yeah, he is. He's like a. I, I just feel like druid. every time he was um, around them, they were attacking. Him. Uh, Lanira says, oh, yes, yes, he is. Technically, he is a druid. Uh, he was here. I I believe he is out on some task protecting some town or some nonsense. Uh, yes, no, we love Jorma. So, everyone, pretty much everyone from Call College has arrived here at Greenhall, as well as many of the people from Pumpersburg. So, you did great work in the western reaches of uh, Finradel, collecting the free folk. The folks of Waterdeep have barricaded their city. They they would certainly prefer, I think, to stand and fight there. Uh, though we may, we may be able to collect what guards and soldiers they have to meet at Vulcan's Point. We have sent word to Waterdeep, but beyond that, the folks of Greenhall don't have so many connections. What about you, uh, Master Macecore? You... 
You are a dragonborn. Do you have connections with the folks of the hearth? I sure do. Um, I think that's a pretty good place for me to start. I, I gathered that you were connected there because we did receive this package from the hearth just the other day. Uh, it was addressed to you, though, Dresden. Although they wrote Jandar for some reason. Oh, it's, no fucking it's, way. It's a long story. Can I, can I see the package? Yes, she, uh, she goes and collects a parcel from a shelf in the corner. Uh, with a whole, there's a whole bunch of parcels over there, but she, like, sifts through and pulls one out and puts it on the table for you. Um, and it's, like, the size of maybe two shoe boxes put together. And I unwrap it vigorously. <laughs> and just tear it apart stuff. And inside you find 150 gold yes! pieces and, <laughs> and your Fisher Price accordion. Yes! Let's go! <laughs> oh, this, Welcome home. This, this this brings me so much joy. Thank you so much. That is a strange instrument, but I'm glad that you got it back. It's it's a family heirloom. Ah, of course. Um, uh, Lanier, you've been so great to us over the last. I don't know how I've lost track of the time to be honest with you, but uh, do you have? Uh, you always give us some very hopeful items in our quest. Do you have anything, you know, left in your stores here that we could potentially use? Well, many of our resources have been allocated for the creation of weapons and armor for the free folk who have joined our armies, but you could certainly pay pay a visit to some of the local shops. Uh, you you remember, uh, of course, the the folks who run. The small places around Green Hall, like animals and stuff, Stona Hut, Bartleby's, etc., etc., etc. So I feel free to pop in. You can see what they have. Although I will say that stores are running low. Okay, uh, gotcha. Uh, did you say that everyone, like the whole uh, call college gang, is already here? Like we don't need to go there. That's correct. Yes, including uh, Zoe. Moranix. Have you met her? I I haven't met a Zoe, but I have met many folks from Call College, so perhaps she was among them. Okay. Uh, well, um, Dresden, um, I will, I will attempt to find out if if Zoe Moranix is is here, and if she's not, where we can reach her to see if she'll join the fight. She would be a powerful ally, indeed. Uh, last thing, I guess, in case we don't see you, uh, how do, you know, when 25 days comes, like, how do we just kind of go into the pool and hope it gives us the weapons? I will bring the pool to Vulcan's point. Oh. I'll, well, I mean, that makes it sound much crazier than it is, but I will bring some of the water from the pool. Trust me, it, if you reach into this basin... Of water that I bring, you'll be able to retrieve the weapons. Should that be the moment when you need them? Gotcha. Okay, so we'll just we'll leave it to you. Excellent. Where will you go? Uh, we're gonna go check out the the gift shops here. I I, I hope Flint is still here, but um, if not, I mean, Lanira, do you have uh any any way that we can get to the places we need to go if the ship has sailed away? 
Hmm. Yes, I think I can provide safe transport to most places in Finradel at the moment. As I said, Viriel's focus seems to be gathering strength at the moment and not marauding. So, yes, we can provide you an airlift, if you will. As long as you're going somewhere that can be reached by air. I, I hope so. Yeah, that should work. Excellent. Well, come back come back to the hall here and let me know where you're going, and I will get you there. Well, Lanira, thank you very much. Thank I mean, you. Without you, we wouldn't, be, uh, we wouldn't be on this quest. I don't know that you owe me thanks for that, <laughs> given the sacrifices we've all had to make. That, I guess that's true. Well, hopefully Felosio returns to us soon. Let us hope. Um, I'm going to pull Macecor aside and say, Macecor, is it worth going to the pool of knowledge and seeing if we can find Flint and tell him of the plan and see if we can't change his outlook? Uh, we could see if he's there. And if he's not, you know what? We should just kind of go to the shops and see, see what they got. Agreed. All right, um, that's a great uh, segue. Let's cut back to Flint when he left the room. So with your nat 20 on your stealth check, you make it all the way out of this hall undetected, uh, and you quickly get your bearings outside and make your way down the hill in the center of the grove and head toward the sacred grove and the pool of knowledge, which is in the northwest corner of, or sorry, northeast corner of the grove. Um, Yeah, you reach the grove, and it is... The same as always. The trees there are still lush, where many of the others in the grove have lost much of their foliage and turned uh, to the late stages of fall or early winter. But these uh, spruce trees are still completely encapsulating this pond, and the sound just seems to die as you enter this small opening. Uh, The water looks crystal clear and cold, as always, as you approach. What do you do? Uh... So I'm sure that my invisibility has run out. So I get to the edge of the pool of knowledge and I'm just looking at it. And I remember my rings of Rosie that I have on mm. and I'm going to look at it. And I, I know that there's like some way to activate it to like ch- exchange health between me and Philosial. And I just want to see if there's anything different about it. Like one last, come on universe, like give me a sign that this isn't as screwed as I think it is. Um, let's see. So transfer life energy, it's HP to each other at will. Life energy can only be given, not taken. It has two charges per long rest. Um, all right, so how much HP are you trying to give? Uh, I think there's a maximum, right? Uh, it says... I feel like it's like a thousand or something. I was going to say, um, once 300 HP has been transferred, the user has a chance to double the HP received with a charisma check. Once 1,000 has been transferred, the rings glow red, lose their life force ability, and become a single-use lifesteal grenade. Which is I, pretty cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and transfer fifty of my seventy nine. Damn! Wow, that's gonna t- yeah. Um, all right, so you have this low moment, um, or maybe you don't. I don't know. How does Flint feel? Is he feeling like this is like 
oh, this is this is the low point. This is like, come on, universe. Like, there's got to be like this is the last thing that could at least somewhat give me a glimmer of hope that this isn't totally scuffed. Sweet. Um, so you transfer, you concentrate, and just think that you're trying to transfer your life essence to Felosial if she's out there somewhere, and you feel exhausted. But that's all that you feel. Uh, okay. I think with that, uh, Flint formulates a plan in his head. Screw it. I'm going to try and grab this hammer. It's got to be worth something. And I'm going to get out of here. Sweet. Uh, So I am going to roll up my sleeves and jump into the pool. All right. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Give me a second. Is is that okay? Or I can just. Yeah. Oh, no. It's good. It's great. It's honestly great. I just need to think about it for a minute. My my hope was like fuck it like I gotta just I, I'm just gonna go get that hammer and get out of here. I, I I'm trying to Irish goodbye these sons of bitches. <laughs> Hi everyone, it's Keegan, your Felosial, and I'm here with your mineral announcements. As always, if you're enjoying our show, there are a few things you can do to show us support. First, leave us a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Ratings and reviews help us to be noticed by more listeners like you, and it boosts us in the podcasting world. Another way you can support our show is by going to our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisishowweroll. You can also find the link in our show notes. Over on our Patreon, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get hours of extra content, maps, and so much more. Head on over and check it out. And thank you to our patrons, Junior, Johanna, and Mario. And lastly, a great way to help our show is by word of mouth. Telling a friend or family member about our show goes a long way. Or maybe it's even your enemy. Who knows? But just share the word of our podcast if you're enjoying it to help more people discover this is how we roll. And I just want to say how excited I am for our new arc that's coming out next week. I feel like it's something that hasn't really been attempted by many D&D games before, especially on a podcast. So tune in next Monday to check it out. That's all I've got for you. So now let's get back to the episode. The water is cold and clear, just like it has been every time that you've touched it. Um, And in this pool, even in the dimmer light that now permeates this grove, uh, given the the change in the weather patterns, you can still see clearly to the bottom of the pool some 20 feet or so below you. You are not a strong swimmer, so could you make me an athletics check, please? Please, dear God, please, dear God, I have a plan. Please, dear God. It's a it's a it's a six, but it's a strong, a strong six. Oh, <laughs> a strong uh, six. <laughs> so you swim down and down and down, and the hammer that you can see beneath you does not seem to be getting any closer. And you are just reaching for it and trying to pull will yourself deeper when you can no longer swim without taking a breath. 
and you take a breath and the water fills your lungs and your vision goes dark. A scene materializes around you. You can see moss-covered stones jagged sticking out of the ocean high up into the sky around a flat volcanic shelf. And in front of you, you see Dresden, Macecor, and Felosial standing on that stone platform, surrounded by swirling darkness. They seem to be squaring off with an unknown foe that is shrouded in cloud, and each of them are holding their sacred weapon. Dresden holds the white staff, and he bears the marks of battle with a massive scar, and he's got an eye patch on his left eye. Felosial cries out, as she wields her shining white sword and rushes forward into the darkness, while simultaneously Macecor raises a gold scepter above his head and blows a column of a column of uh, like snow and ice from his throat, as he raises his scepter and draws his bow from behind his back simultaneously and charges forward. The three of them strike first, but whatever this foe is is far too strong for any of them and they start to lose ground, and they get pushed back and pushed back. And just before the, the scene darkens once again, you see them get pushed back into a dark abyss off of the ledge. And you feel this overwhelming sense in that moment that you were not there and you abandoned them. And you wake up and spit some water out of your mouth, feeling dry, surprisingly, and you're laying on the moss beside the Pool of Knowledge, and you look down at your left hand, and you find, grasped in it, the hilt of a gold miner's pickaxe that you once retrieved from the mines of Gold Hill City. You're grasping it in your left hand. Uh, that's a shocking, uh, it's like, super shocking. Uh, I'm going to look down at the ring of Rosie on my right hand again and just like shake it off. And I think what's going through Flint's mind is essentially just like an unwillingness to like, okay. So it's like super hard on him to think of everyone, like all of his friends uh, getting killed because he wasn't there. However, he can't reconcile the fact that, like, he saw Felosiel's dead, her thing showed up on the, like, in a book where all the dead people go, the Ring of Rosie didn't work. I, I, I think he sort of reaches the conclusion that this is still so jacked. Like, this is not gonna work. Uh, so, get up, dust myself off, like, I'm holding this axe, this pickaxe, and I'm going to, like, I think, getting back to, like, sneaking off, I'm going to grab the Orb of Silence and uh, run. My plan is to just run in the trees to wherever, along the edge of the grove, trying to stay out of sight while trying to get right. back to the airship. that makes sense. I think the airship is over here where I just drew a circle. I think so. So I can go on the north side of the grove. Perfect. Over. Uh, make me a stealth check. That's 23. not bad. Uh, oh, wait. No, that was sleight of hand, but I've okay. got the same modifier. Um, yeah, I'm fine keeping that if you are. 
okay. what yes. did you actually roll there? I think it was a five. That's uh, <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, anyways. Uh, yeah, so you you have this pickaxe um, that... So I, th- I think that I described this in earlier visions in the Pool of Knowledge, but just as a refresher for you, this pickaxe is actually the legendary weapon, but it sort of like seemingly transforms into more of a battle hammer um in the moments when it's needed for battle so you're not sure exactly how that happens you're not sure how to use it um but some of the visions showed it as like this epic battle hammer but it definitely seemed to be the same item because there was a moment where you saw the same king sort of wielding it on his back in the same way um all right great um and so yeah you take this thing and you take off through the northern reaches of the grove and you skirt along the edges and then uh i would say you have just passed by stona hut when you uh give me a perception check 19 pretty good you see the main doors to the great hall on top of the hill open and you see Macecore and dresden come out and they head in the direction of the pool of knowledge uh that's a huge bummer because i don't know if i'll ever see them again and this is definitely like it it's not lost on flint that this is like super cowardice out of, like, self-preservation, I guess, but it's, you know, when Flint ran away from his hometown, he, like, didn't try to help. He didn't uh, know what the fate of anyone in the town was when it was burning. He just ran. He just ran. And that's what he's going to do right now. All right. Um, give me another stealth check. I just want to see if anyone sees you coming up to the ship. A 23. Oh, I forgot that's like your minimum on that. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, you see, you see people, several folks from Call College, including uh, Officer Jerry, who was the front guard. He is uh, he's kind of off to the side. He seems to be training um, groups of elven children how to use a clipboard as a weapon. Um, and <laughs> you see... Um, yeah, you see Andrasta, who's the elven uh, blacksmith. She's working on something at Stona Hut. And you also see the inventor uh, sort of strolling around the outside of his airship, talking to Professor Ali Doiswin as you approach. We, uh, I'm going to go up to the professor, does, or the inventor. Um, hey, uh, I'm going to put the orb of silence away. Hey, uh, we're leaving. Oh, well... Uh, are you my only passenger? Yes. All right. Well, you're the boss. Are the wait? Am I coming back for these other ones then? I I don't care. We're not. I don't know. I mean, you're taking me where I want to go. Okay. All right. Hey, professor. I I have to leave. Um, but I will. Uh, I plan to return here after refueling back at my lab. Uh, and I, I, I'm not sure where this young fella is having me take him, but I can, uh, I can certainly stop by. It sounds like I could possibly, uh, use some of your technology and, and I would certainly be happy to share what I've discovered with you upon my return. Uh, and, and Professor Doyswin agrees and that sounds good. And the inventor slowly starts to climb up the rope ladder back into the ship. Uh, 
I am going to grab onto the rope ladder and, and look back. And I want to see if Cake Velociel is walking around. Um, give me a perception check. And what about Piper? You're just going to leave her? I, I didn't see Piper. I, l- I kind of want to check for both of them. <laughs> uh, with a 27, um, I'll give you that you see... You see that Piper is going with Mace Core and Dresden, and you don't see any sign of Cake Velociel anywhere. I think that with a a very sad sigh, I'm gonna climb up the rope ladder. All right, and I'm gonna go to the inventor, who I assume is at the helm of where the the organ is, and I'm going to take out the map that I nat 20 pickpocketed and I'm gonna look at him and I assume that there's like music playing and the engines are roaring and I'm just gonna unfurl this and say take me here what oh you wanna go there yeah uh alright I think I yep I've got the bearings it's gonna be a bit of a, a hike but we'll get there Good! I'll be downstairs looking for booze! Okay. Alright. Off we go. And he hits several buttons and keys, and the airship, uh, uh, I guess uh, he, like, clicks off, or he clicked off the anchor when he was down on the ground and brought it up, retcon. Um, And. He hits some keys, and the ship starts to float slowly up and out of the grove. Um, Macecore and Dresden, you make for the Pool of Knowledge very quickly um, out of the uh, the main hall, and because of that, you don't look back in the direction of Flint. Um, and when you reach the Pool of Knowledge, uh, everything looks the same as it has before when you were there. Uh, what do the two of you do? And Piper Piper chimes in as you enter and says, "Wow, this place is pretty, pretty incredible. I can't even hear. I feel like I can't hear anything in here. Very strange. It's a very peaceful, uh, and historic place. Yes, and a, a place of great magic. Mayscourt, am I correct in seeing that the hammer is still there?" Um, can I do a perception yeah, check? Yeah, either perception or investigation. I think they both would apply here. 17. Yeah, with a 17, you walk over to the edge of this pool and you peer in, and actually Piper comes over and takes a look too, um, because she's never seen it before, and the two of you are standing there looking in, and she says, Wow, that's really clear water. You can see right to the bottom. What are those two things in there? And Macecore, sure enough, you see... That there is a gold scepter and a white staff, but there is no hammer. Uh, we have a problem here. There's, uh, Piper, you said two things. There, There is not three. Yeah, I, um, I all right, yep, I, I'm putting together the pieces here. Sounds like Flint made off with whatever the shiny thing was that he came here to get. How is I, that well, possible? How, I, how? I, I don't understand uh, well, this pool wouldn't have given it to him if they, he didn't want it. Um, can I do a survival check to see if I can track? Yeah, yeah. Footprints? Go ahead, make a survival check. And in the meantime, 
Piper chimes in as well, Mace Core, and says, Well, yes, I think you might be right, Mace Core. I don't think... from I, And again, I'm new to the situation, but it sounded like from what that elven lady was saying, he wouldn't be able to get it if he wasn't meant to have it, right? This thing, this pool seems to be maybe some sort of, like, connection to the gods or something. Uh, something like that. It's got some holy power, but I, I, I don't love that he has it. I mean, he just made off with something we, we worked so hard to get. And knowing Flint, he's probably going to sell it. Uh, well, yeah, well, I, I hope really wish that I could say I didn't think you're right, but... Oh, boy. Holy shit, all faith is gone. <laughs> Uh, yes. uh i got a non-natural 20 uh yeah that's pretty good you are in fact able to pick up tr- uh, flint's trail and it appears that he has taken off along the edge of the grove going to the west from the pool um are you gonna follow those trails or that trail um i think i'm going to i think uh i'll be like guys i, I see i think he ran this way maybe we can still catch him all right yeah let's 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 hope. I mean, we better we better get to it then. He's he's pretty quick for a fella his size. Uh and I start. All right, make my... a athletics check. Everyone who's going on that little jaunt. Oof. Fifteen. Uh, a thirteen. Piper got a nat one, so she stumbles and falls <laughs> right away. Oh, jeez. Oh, you guys go on without me. I'll be all right. I'll try to catch up. Oh god, I don't want to get lost in the woods, though. Get, just, just get some ice at the headquarters. Do you want me to just go back and meet you at the hall? No, no, no. I'll wait with 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 Piper. Basically, you run ahead. Oh, all right, thank you. At, at, uh, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll meet you at the shops. All right, Basecore, you continue along the trail. Dresden, you walk back and help Piper to her feet, and the two of you walk back out into the grove where there's more light and she has less stumbles. Um, Mace Corps, you follow this trail and it goes along the northern edge past a couple of watchtowers. Actually, you do pass the northwest uh, watchtower and there are two elven guards standing on top of it. They see you approach and one of them calls out to you. What ho, sir? Can I help you? Uh, uh hey, uh, didn't you see someone running here? Only you, my friend. Master Ranger, are you, uh... Are you Mace Core Isirian? We've heard a lot about you. I, I sure am, and I would love to reminisce, but I'm trying to see. Uh, from their post, is there a ship that left? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I haven't seen in that direction. We were really looking out into the woods more. But I, I there was some commotion just a few minutes ago. Down uh, south of the Stoner Hut. It's that direction, and he points uh, straight Dang. across the grove to where the ship was. You can't see it from where you're standing. Did you see anything move from that angle, or...? Uh, I haven't seen that much, sir. Frankly, not very good at my job. Please don't tell anyone. Uh, well, I'm not gonna say it. What's your name again? <laughs> uh, no, never mind. I just, uh, I, I've gotta go. Sorry, we're, this number's busy. I, I've got, okay, see you later. Uh, and I start running towards where the ship was. And you burst into the grove, or and the moment you cross out of the tree line, you can see that the airship has departed. Is it too far for me to shoot an arrow at it? Um, <laughs> give me a perception check. We'll see if you can even see it. Ten. Oh, no. Um, 
So by the time you spot it in the sky, it is headed to the west out of the grove, and it is just a speck in the distance. Um, I don't even think I have an item. Well, uh, okay, well. Damn, he's gone. <sighs> well, I, 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 and then I, I, um, do I have my, like, my weapons with me, or did I, like, leave them I think somewhere? you have everything with you. Did you guys spend a night here? I don't think you did. You spent a night on the ship, but, yeah, you took everything with you off the ship, though. And then I, like, just... I'm so mad that I I blow my cold breath onto the ground. Nice. Okay. Um, and it like freezes a patch of grass. Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna go back to I guess meet Dresden at Stona Hut. All right. Cool. And the two of you meet up there. Um, let me just put a pause here real quick and say that if you guys are interested in grabbing some items before you start next time you could just look through that list the green hall businesses and like you know within reason if there's something cool there you want and i could try to come up with some new ones too um but maybe rather than have like a shopping montage or rather than have a, like an actual shopping excursion right now we could just have a shopping montage next time um <laughs> and you it's it's like from the 80s like where they like take the credit card and they take like a carbon print of it just and they've just got like eight bags on each on each arm it's perfect (laughs) um yeah and mace core keeps like going into the one place and like trying on different pieces of armor and coming out and dresden's like no (laughs) no and then he comes out in like the sexy one and he's like yeah yeah, do you think do you think Burial would find me intimidating this? <laughs> and it's just like a a very purple. Yeah, I like it. It's like a flowery <laughs> knight costume. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So the two of you meet up. Um, you proceed to shop, and we will uh, talk about what items you got next time. Um, and Piper, seeing that the ship isn't there says oh oh my god did flint take the ship how am i gonna get home oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah you were supposed to drop her off where you go flint well well piper it seems like you're stuck with us a little oh, longer for fuck's unless sake. someone is good this is unless hey hey we're not that bad I, I know i just i have things to do i'm gonna lose my bloody job well uh dresden are you going to the horn uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, where, uh, where are you guys going? Can you at least tell me where you're going? I feel like the elfin woman was asking you guys and you didn't seem to give her much of an answer. So where are you going? I'm going to back to the hearth. To where all, all right, the dragons I'm going to pass are. on that one. I don't want to go there. Well, I don't think you want to come with me as I'll be trying to connect with Matarua. Oh, well, where where does she live? Is it a nice town? Well, she's the goddess of death, so no. Yep, that's a hard pass. No thank you. Um, but, you know, Piper, I, I could travel to the Horn with you and then try to connect with her. At well, the all right. L- so if, I don't, if you like to go back to the Horn, I, we can do that. I don't need you to go with me. I'm not a, I'm not a child. I just... 
I don't really know the people here. Can you at least put in a good word with the, the lady that said that she could take you places? Could she take me back home? And I don't know exactly what I could do, but when I get back home, I could at least try and uh, convince the the triumvirate there to, to join in whatever this fight is. I mean, it sounded like the, the this battle might take place on some islands, and they've all got great warships. Or, well, they're pretty good. They're, they're probably rebuilding some of them after the uh, Kraken incident there. But that's, I mean, that seems like the most I could do to help. I just don't know how I'm going to get back there. I don't, I can't fly myself. I wish I could. I, I think, I think Piper, we could find a way to get you back to the horn. Yeah, I think, I think these druids here can turn into, you can fly in a bigger void. Huh, that's, if that's, that's not I know, it's just kind you. of a funny scene, don't you think? Little bird oh, on a big well, bird. You can't fly. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You're Neither right. Can I. Flightless bird here. Well, I have wings. I can't fly. Can we at least go and get a drink and and then just get the hell out of here? I really, I want to get back home. I'm tired. I've seen too much. Come shopping with us, and then we can get drinks. All right. Okay. Fine. And then can we go and talk to the lady and get home? Yes. Yes. All right. Shopping montage ensues, and we'll talk about what items you decided on next time. Um, and after that, you arrive at the Hoppy Bunny, which is the bar slash tavern that's in a giant old hollow tree up on the hill. And Abalabakabalab is the innkeeper, <laughs> tavern keeper there. Uh, she is a, uh, gosh, I think she's a gnome woman, uh, if I remember correctly. And she's doing a brisker business than ever. Because in these trying times, what more is there to do? in the evenings, then throw back a few cold ones. And uh, she serves you up some delicious beverages, and uh, you all feel incredibly refreshed. Uh, are, do you, does anybody have any damage? I don't think so, right? Uh, I do not. Uh, no, we yeah, had so a long rest on the show. If you had any, you would have gotten a few points back from the delicious ales she gave you. And around dinner time or so, you head back up the hill to the main hall, and you find Lanira sitting in her main chamber, resting. But she sees you approaching, and she comes back and says, I have word from Nim that we are missing one of our important items. But, as I said earlier, Flint would not have access to that if he were not meant to. Sometimes, fate can wind and take paths that we don't see ourselves, but we must have some faith. I've had a difficult time having faith in Flint lately. I, I hope that you are right. I fear he will take this hammer and, because it is gold and shiny, may well sell it. I, I pray that it does not come to that. Well, I, I hope it's, I hope to add on to what Drez said, I mean, I hope, I hope it's, uh, fate that he abandoned his friends after doing this for god knows how long he just leaves in a moment that we may need him the most i don't know he's gonna i don't even know if he came back with the hammer if that would make me forgive him well i i for my part would like to think that he will do what's right i think there's a good person in there i know he's all tough on the outside well i mean kind of he's he's rather soft actually on the outside but he, he, he likes to pretend that he's a tough, tough man, but I think Flint 
really does care about you. He just, he's just afraid. He's just feeling fear. But at the end of the day, when your friend's lives are on the line, you're, you're going to overcome that fear, and I think he will. You just wait and see. Well, I hope you're uh, right, Piper. When, when our lives are on the line, Piper, if he's not there for you, then you'll know your answer. I really hope that I'm right. For, for your sake and for mine, I hope you are too. Alright, cool. Um, Lanira asks you what you've decided to do. Well, Lanira, I, uh, Piper here said that we didn't give you a straight answer before, so I apologize for that. Uh, I'm going to the hearth, and I'm going to get the whole dragon army to, to, to be there uh, to be there to just, fight Beerus. Just as in the days of old. Just like in the... Yeah. Perhaps our, our southern brethren may ride to our aid once again. And I thank you for trying to achieve that goal. And please tell them that whatever service we may render upon the success of this battle, if, if we should succeed, I, I would be happy to help with anything that I can and in return. I'm sure they'll appreciate that. I don't know if you want to take it. <laughs> I'll extend the offer, but they may have a lot to ask. Uh, as for my part, I will be traveling back to the Horn with Piper. Uh, I'm going to try to get in touch with Madarua, the goddess of death. We have some unfinished business to attend to, and um, I will also be dropping Piper off at, at the Horn, and she's going to talk to the Triumphant there and see if we can get some boats for our army. We We prefer to call them the Big Three, actually, but... They they like the triumvirate, but yes, I'll I'll try my best. They there's a bit of naval power there, and I'm just a bartender, but I do make a nice cocktail, so perhaps I can convince them. Yes, maybe we can do it together, Piper. Yes, that that would be wonderful, and and a welcome addition to our armies. Now, if they should muster with us, tell them Vulcan Point. Don't forget Vulcan Point. In 25 days' time at the Waning Crescent. Man, how did it get named Vulcan Point? I mean, that's a that's a cool... Well, that's a story I for mean... another day. Ha 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 ha. Roll credits. Roll credits. So, she... She thanks you for your support and uh, summons three of her children... And they meet you outside and transform into giant eagles and allow you to mount up. And they've got some cool saddles now that they've had built that are sort of like armor when they fly. I'm going to I'm gonna say to Mayscor before we t- take off, I'm going to say, Mayscor, I, I, I look forward to seeing you um, at Falcon Point and, and hopefully we see Felocio and Flint as well. Uh, I, I'll see you there in 25 days. Remember, um, uh, we haven't done it yet, but I'm going to screw something up. Uh, to use the item that we, we bought, if you need any help. Will do. <laughs> we can, we can like, <laughs> we can just cut in your voice there saying the specific thing. I, I, here's what I'm envisioning when I said that. I'm envisioning some sort of, like... A speaking stone type thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, like... Almost like less like lower fi than that, just because it's like 
you know, like those Ooh, things that you sell that's like, supposed to like light yeah, up. How about like a um, like a book or something that you can write in, and then he has another copy of it, and then your words will appear there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh, it's sort like of that. like uh, it's fantasy world AIM. Yeah. <laughs> some something that just kept, keeps us in like some sort of communi- communication. Yeah. yeah, we can now that like it's just the two of us. Yeah. And <laughs> yes, can, can I ask that when Mayscore opens the book, it makes the dial-up sound of AOL? <laughs> 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 oh, makes a really loud noise. Mayscore has to stand yeah. there, just waiting for it to dial All right, up. What's the end? Of yeah, this episode? yeah. Let's 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 cap this off before we theorize our items. Um, and the three of you mount up on these giant eagles, and they take off, and for a short time, you fly together as you reach the upper parts of the grove, and you climb above the low, uh, thin fog that was over the grove, and you reach the skies above, and a cool breeze chills you to the bone as you reach up into the upper atmosphere, and Mace Corps takes off due south and Dresden and Piper are headed east. you plummet into darkness as this magic wash transforms you from a giant eagle back into an elf and you grab onto the sword and you look to the side and see not Woody Mossman but your father plummeting with you and the two of you both have a hand on the hilt of this sword as it slashes through the massive predatory plant that was at the bottom of the well and you plunge into darkness and for a few moments, you don't know where you are. You're completely disoriented. And you can feel that your arm feels trapped holding the sword. And then you sort of regain your senses. And you realize that your arm is trapped in the ground holding this sword as it is cut through some sort of giant, gloopy moss that seems to be several feet thick. And you feel a tug as your father tries to pull his arm out of the ground. And the two of you, with great effort, manage to yank this shining sword up out of the ground as it's buried itself several feet in. And you pull it up and you manage to get to your feet and free yourselves. And he lets go of the sword. And it's now hanging at your side, dripping with like a purple slime from this moss that you cut into. And the two of you take a look around you, and you are no longer on the island. In fact, you are nowhere that you have ever seen before. It is one of the strangest landscapes that you've ever seen, with plants and creatures that you've never seen, and the sky doesn't look like the sky that you've ever seen. What do you do? I look at him. And then I look back at the sword. And then I look back at my dad. <laughs>